understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of The Stranded Podcast. I'm super excited about today's guest, and for my ladies, he's going to have you fangirling all day. Uh, We have a famous actor. He's currently part of the Unsolved cast, a series dropping on February 27th, uh, going deep into the investigation of the deaths of Tupac and Biggie. He plays Frank Alexander, Big Frank, uh, Tupac's best friend and security guard, And you can also catch him on his sixth season of Ray Donovan, the hit show on Showtime, uh, which will drop later this year. Trust me when I tell you this man is full of life. We had a blast today talking about uh, some of the hardest things about dealing with Hollywood and moving on from your failures and how everybody in the industry wants that big role And we even got a little personal and talked about how he taught his son boxing and confidence. And of course, my favorite part, some of of the time he spent living in uh, this itty bitty town called St. Augustine, Florida, which is where I'm from and how I know him personally. So most of you will recognize him from BET's hit show, The Game. He played the infamous Derwin Davis. So without further ado, my special guest today, Mr. Pooch Hall. Welcome back, guys. I am so excited about today's guest. I know he's not going to give us all his time, but he's going to give us some good (laughs) stuff. (laughs) I have the famous, awesome actor, Mr. Pooch Hall. Hey, yo! What's going (laughs) on, everybody? Jessica, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Yeah. You yeah, are so appreciated. Thank you for taking your time out and joining us and giving us some of your quick wisdom. I appreciate it. No, come on. Come on, Earl. It's all good. You know, come on, man. <laughs> we, you know, it, it, whatever I can give, whatever I can give to help anyone, like, you know, I'm all for it. Um, because okay. here's the thing, like, I wouldn't be where I'm at if people didn't help me. So That's what I always know. loved about you. You're so humble. Like, you're literally a normal person. I'm I'm just me. I mean I mean I'm not in I'm not in Black Panther yet, but you know. Soon come. Soon come. <laughs> I mean I'm I'm still for Wakanda forever. I plan on I plan on being in the sequel. You heard it first. This is the first live televised, you know, uh, thing that I put out there. That, that's my that's yo real spit. Like I'm so happy for um you know Ryan and and Chadwick and Michael, um Miss Angela and Forrest and and. and you know, Danny, like, I'm, I'm so excited. Um, it's a, it's a big movement. It's a big movement for, um, I think black people in Hollywood having a, um, a big film like that. And, you know, like, I want to make sure people go out and support those people because here's the thing, as you gave me my, you know, intro Jess and, and, you know, inspiring words and just, you know, bigging me up. I have to say the same thing about like everyone in that film. It's just good people. And good people make good, like, 
good Hollywood, good uh, projects to where, you know, you, you want to go out and support. So um, go out and see that movie if you haven't. And I'm just happy to be here in this position to where I can talk about that and look forward to the future as far as myself. Oh, you'll be in the sequel. Soon come. You manifested it right That's here. That's it. On the Stranded Face. Yeah, for sake. Yeah, for sake. I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there right now. Uh, so, okay, so maybe it's not Wakanda Forever, you know, Black Panther right now, but tell us right. everything you're working on right now or lately. Well, right now, Jess, um, we're looking forward to um, coming out February 27th, which is Tuesday. Um you know, uh, unsolved, and that's going to be on USA, and that's the story, the un- the untold story, the unsolved story of Tupac and Biggie, and um, we go inside the you know police investigation as to what went wrong, what didn't happen, what needed to happen, um, as far as those two cats being killed. Uh, they both they both were killed. You know, being on the West Coast, you know, the, um, you know, East Coast rapper was in LA at the time he got killed and Tupac being the West Coast, like West Coast's, you know, biggest star got killed in Las Vegas. So, um, you know, the LAPD and, you know, working with Las Vegas and so forth, there was a lot of, you know, drop balls and just, um, stuff that didn't get handled correctly when doing murder investigations. Um, between the two murders. So um, we have a story here that uh, true story of these two characters. So where it was based off the book uh, written by Greg Keating, who was a lead detective, uh, also executive producer on this film. Greg Keating is played by um, Josh Duhamel. Um, and I play, I played Frank Alexander. So he's Tupac's best friend and bodyguard. And, you know, his whole thing with, with uh, Tupac was, you know, he was like a little brother to um, to Frank, and you know, getting that role uh, was awesome because it was my second play. It was my second time playing a real life character. Just like I played Muhammad Ali in the movie Chuck, um, right. that didn't get a lot of press and buzz, but like I got to play the greatest. And playing real life characters, you have to embody these people and do them justice and playing Frank, um, you know, what was different about playing Frank from Muhammad Ali is that they were just different. It was a different time, different hour, different, you know, situation. And Frank, he loved Tupac. And, you know, I think that one of the reasons why Frank was so disturbed, uh, with the whole situation was because Frank, Frank wanted to protect Tupac, but couldn't, based off of Tupac saying, hey, you know, I'm going to go do my thing, hang out with Suge, against Frank's wishes. And uh, we see that in one of the episodes coming up. Like, I'm not in the first episode, which premieres tomorrow, the 27th. Frank comes in the second episode, um, which will be the following week, because, you know, USA is doing a series called Unsolved, which was directed by Anthony Hemingway, who did The People vs. O.J. Simpson. Ooh, that was good. And... Oh, it was, oh, Jess, this is so good. This is so great television. Like, when you watch it, right, it's, it, like, I saw the first episode, and it keeps you on the edge of your seat. It's that good. And we capture the element of L.A. We capture what these 
these detectives are going through as far as, you know, trying to stay on the right side of the law, but also, you know, certain police officers on the wrong side. And what they'll do just to be a part of the whole Hollywood scene, it's it's, it's so crazy. Wow. So um, I think everyone's going to get a kick out of Unsolved when it, you know, premieres tomorrow on Unsolved, on, on USA uh, at 10 o'clock, I believe. Um, you check your local list, listings, but it's definitely going to be on USA, and it's called Unsolved, and um, it premieres tomorrow. And for other people, for all the people out there who are fans of, like, me, Puchal and all that, um, like I said, they may be like, where's Pooch at? You know, I'm not in the first episode. I come in the second. And, um, but yeah, I do my thing. And I'm, 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 ha- I'm so happy and proud to be a part of that, uh, that project. All right, ladies, you heard it. Second episode. <laughs> big Frank, uh, you know, Tupac's <laughs> best friend and big brother, security guard. This is, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is super exciting. Yeah. So thank you, Jess. I appreciate it. Of course. Here and here's something a lot of people I bet don't know that are fans of yours or have seen you in several uh, shows, documentaries, movies. Mm-hmm. You've been in the industry for almost 20 years now. It's crazy. Like seriously, I I, I like stop for a second. Like, dang, I've been in this bad boy for a minute. Right. And right now, right now, uh, I'm currently involved in um, Ray Donovan. We're about to start our sixth season. Right. Um, we sh- yeah, and uh, for the first five years, we were filming in, uh, in L.A., and now we moved to uh, New York. So we'll be there. We start in April. Um, most likely, we'll probably uh, premiere in August, the end of summer, uh, as far as, uh, you know, right on season six, which you can catch on Showtime. But all, all um, the other seasons are either on you know, DVD or demand or Hulu, Netflix, whatever the case may be, as far as going to check out, you know, the old episodes, um, the catch up, if you haven't seen it. And then, you know, um, everyone knows me from the game, but I, I think just, it's it just, it, sweetheart, it's more about just staying busy and staying consistent. Right. And, um, you know, we all want to be a part of the big blockbuster movie and, and, and it takes time. It takes time. Um, and you just got to keep up, keep putting out good work, you know? So what's the hardest part? So 20 years in the industry, what's, mm-hmm. what's been the hardest part of all this? Or was there a phase where you just felt really like stuck? And I don't know if this can, this is going to work anymore. Um, I think the hardest part about the industry is, um, finding that, that balance from, you know, Hollywood and reality. Yeah. Um, you know, at some, at, you know, at times it feels like a dream and it feels like, um, not real. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's how you deal with it. You know what I'm saying? And I've, I've been so blessed and fortunate, you know, um, to continue working. Um, and, and but, but, but that doesn't go without making mistakes and, um, getting better as you, you move within this industry um, because what a lot of people like don't know is that it's, it's still work. You know, people will turn on TVs or go to movies and whatever and think that it's all fun and games. It's all Hollywood and glitz and glam. But at the end of the day, you know, this, this, this thing called Hollywood, if you're not careful, can strangle you, you know, and, and leave you for dead. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we don't have to go into certain, um, you know, situations based off of like certain actors who either, you know, commit suicide or fell from grace. 
um, it, it's one of those things to where you have to know who you are first and foremost and know that as all the fame and all that stuff's coming, that you don't lose a sense of self and a sense of family. Um, because as soon as it stops or there's a shift, you know, there's also uh, a reality check. And I, I think the stronger you are, you know, the more, li- the more, the more likely you're able to survive it and go on to the next, because it's, it's, trust me, like even for myself, going from the game to Ray Donovan, a lot of people are like, Oh my God, like, like I, you know, there's times, yes, well, I'll go out in the world and there's, there's, there's half the people who know me as Derwin. And then there's certain people who know me as like Daryl from Ray Donovan, as opposed to like Pooch Hall, the actor. And, you know, people who know me only as Derwin will be like, Oh my God, like, did you like retire? Did you like, like just not stop? Did you stop acting? I'm like, nah, I didn't. I'm on, I'm on Ray Donovan. It's on Showtime. Well, I don't have premium channel, so I don't know what you're talking about, but I'll definitely try to check it out as opposed to going from, you know, the, the game to a big outsource of like, bam, I have three movies or, um, a TV show that, you know, is critically acclaimed. And I am critically on a, on a critically acclaimed show, but like I said, it's a different story. It's different between watching the game, which is on BT or CW as on free, where it's like people, not everyone can afford showtime. We don't have showtime. Right. So they don't, they don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you don't know that I'm on there, you don't know that I'm working. So that's just one of the, that's just one of the, you know, things that's unfortunate about, you know, being on a show that, you know, people don't know that you're on. They don't, they think that that's it. And, and I did two big movies that people didn't see, you know, uh, a dog purpose and uh, Chuck, where I played, you know, Muhammad Ali. True story about Chuck Webner, which is the real Rocky story. I couldn't believe that one didn't uh, blow up. It, it, no, she, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yo, you telling me, I'm sitting here like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I played, I played the greatest, and, you know, people don't like when people say like, Oh, the only movie that was done about Muhammad Ali was, was what Will did in the movie Ali. I was like, I also played Ali in the movie Chuck. Uh, what's that? I was like, the movie I did with Leah Trevor. Really? I'm like, yeah. And you know, when you have to like take five minutes to explain that what you're on, you've already lost them. You know what I mean? I thought the movie was good enough to where it was just like, it should have been on a big uh, stage, but unfortunately it wasn't. And I, you know, I did my part, did my job. And in a dog purpose, you know, we had a situation where, you know, PETA shut the project down because they thought we were abusing dogs. What? And that wasn't the case. Yeah. You know, that wasn't the case. And that was my first uh, crossover movie um, with Dennis Quaid um, that I got since leaving the game. And, oh. you know, we caught a bad break. It were we, we, uh, they didn't have a premiere. They didn't have a press junket. And it just kind of went on the radar. And the movie was so good. And it was amazing. And, um, but you know, it's one of those things to where like the people, the people, you know, Peter shut it down because they thought we were abusing dogs and stuff. And therefore all the backlash, they kind of like put the, 
they put they closed the door in the movie a little bit. So I did those movies back to back. This sounds and, so um, crazy. They like, huh? I, just Im- I just imagine like, you know, 10 boxing matches and just losing and losing and losing. Like, how do you keep going after <laughs> something like that? Well, I think the, I I love it. I love it, Jess. I mean, this is what I think. I was this is what I was born to do. I was I was born entertained, and I love it. And um, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, it doesn't matter what people are going through um, or what's going on. You know, they they all always usually tend to turn to two things: they either turn to God or they turn to some kind of entertainment. And um, when you can offer entertainment to take people's mind away from something that they're going through, you know, we're always going to have a job. Um, People always want to laugh. People always want to see action. People always want to see drama. And, you know, I happen to be in that industry. Um, So, you know, I, I, the only thing I can do is do good work and hope to get, you know, a part of, you know, a big, a big project, you know, but I don't go, I don't go, I don't go at it just like, I'm only doing this for the big project to be famous and all that. No, I, I go in to do good work. And all the success that I've had is be, me being who I am and just people being like, yo, Pookie's awesome, you know, and that's kind of how I go about it. So You are awesome, man. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, early. You. <laughs> Thank you, sure. I appreciate it. All right, so what? I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm a, I got two last things and then I'll let you off the hook. So thank you. <laughs> one is uh, two really cool things people don't know about you is one you used to box, right? Oh yeah, girl! I stole those things. <laughs> I stole those things. You still do it? Teach your son? Anything like that? <laughs> yes, matter of fact, I did. I do. Um, I do teach my son because. I think it's it's very important for them to uh, be able to protect themselves. And it gives, here's the thing about boxing, Sharon, and you can share this with your family, especially that you have a beautiful son. It's, it gives them, um, it gives them a confidence that, you know, goes beyond, um, hey, I, 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 I'm a tough guy. I can beat you up. No, it's like I can carry myself as an individual who's learning a skill. And, um, you know, not that I would want to, not that I'm trying to fight, but I know that I can protect myself. So I don't have to walk around fearful of if there were ever a bully or if there was a situation to where I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? you can protect yourself with uh, a skill that not everyone can learn. And so that's one thing that my father used to say. He's like, I don't want you fighting in the street, but I'm going to teach you how to fight the way you protect yourself. And not that I want you fighting, but if we're going to do it, we're going to do it in the ring. And I I want to teach my son that because my son is a, a basketball player. He's, he's, about, he's, he's super athletic and he's nine. And uh, he plays football and he plays basketball, and he he's confident. I won't say he's cocky, real cocky, <laughs> but he, he's, he's confident. But you know, when you have a player who's really good and gifted, sometimes they get tried by someone who may not be as gifted or skilled. And usually, 
it, 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 you know, usually you get tested first by, you know, your athletic ability as far as like, okay, well, if I'm better, if you think you're better, I'm better, whatever. And then if you do get the best of this individual, sometimes it may not just end in like, okay, I won. They may want to pull your card and they may want to fight. Not that that's what I promote, but I do promote protecting yourself and being able to just hold yourself high, hold your, hold your head high to where it's just like, you know what? I know I, 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 whether I walked away, whether I was able to, you know, protect myself, I'm not going to walk around being fearful or like less than, and then, you know, and then teaching the right, the right things that come with that. So as soon as that happens, if there was a situation, try to walk away in the beginning or try to diffuse it before it happens. And then, and, and if you do have to handle yourself, then immediately go tell a teacher or an authority to say, this happened, and now I'm letting you know because I don't want anything else to happen from here. So, therefore, you put, you leave, you make them accountable. Um, so, like, it doesn't always happen that way, but for the most part, it's like you have to teach your kids the art of, to respect the art and understand what comes with that. And also saying, hey, you know, now it's out of my hands. Let me go let this authority know, or this coach or this teacher or whoever know. Like, there was a situation that got a little out of hand. I did my part to protect myself. And now I'm letting you know as an adult to don't let it, you know, go just somewhere else. You know what I mean? So I do teach my, my kids uh, to protect themselves. And um, it's it's more than just fighting. It's 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 knowing that you possess a skill to protect yourself, and or uh, a, a sense of confidence where you walk around, not being cocky, but like, hey, you know, I can do this. I have I have um, confidence in whatever I, in whatever I do. You know what I mean? Well, confidence. Well, having a skill that's like important. that. And being confident is will make you fearless. You know, not fearless, but right, right for sure, no, own. for sure, for sure. I wouldn't be like Jeff. Let me tell you something. I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't have that. Right. And and my dad just didn't like teach me for like a week. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna throw you out. Of, I'm a because he's from the, he's from the south. He's from Florida. He like you know I ain't gonna just teach <laughs> you how to fight for one too. week. I'm gonna teach it. <laughs> he's actually my brother and my dad are down there. Um, in Tampa. What? But, um, yeah, my brother, my brother, my brother's in Tampa and my father's in Tampa. Yeah, your brother was in Tampa mm-hmm. last time. Um, but your, your dad is the reason why we met because didn't you live in St. Augustine, the little podunk St. Augustine? Yeah, St. Augustine. <laughs> what up? What up, St. Augustine? <laughs> you said that was like one of the craziest, lamest experiences that, ever. Oh my, oh my goodness, man. I mean, I still got family there, so I'm not going to talk bad about it, but I got family there. Um, I got family. I understand. <laughs> But uh, but my brother, my brother and my dad, they live in Tampa now, and uh, you know I plan on going to visit him because you know he's he, he, you know he's getting older and he's he's he's, he's not doing too well, so I got to get down there and see see my guy. So um, yeah. Well, we're over here, so if there's anything we can do, let us know. Oh, thank you, Jess. I appreciate it. Of course. All right. So last one, and I'm gonna let you go do what you need to do. Advice thank you. you would give. Your younger self. You said what? What was that? Look, look, I didn't hear you. What you say? The advice you would give your younger self. 
Um, the advice that I would give to my younger self, um, ooh, uh, oh my goodness. Cause I, I don't, I don't really have any regrets and a lot of things happen to me for a reason. And I, the advice I would give to my younger self is, okay, okay. All right. When you were learning, when, when you were presented with like learning Spanish, learn that ish. Learn <laughs> Spanish. That's the best one I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Learn Spanish, homie. Like, like seriously, take the Spanish class for real. <laughs> Take it for real. Are you saying that because you live in L.A.? Yeah, yo, let me tell you something. Just like <laughs> when I was a kid, I took Spanish. I was just like, I was such a, I, I passed with a D, Ooh, and I was such a that's not, jerk. That's not I was passing. Su- <laughs> that's not good. No, listen. But my whole my whole justification as to why I didn't do Spanish, I was like, I'm never gonna need this. Like, why am I gonna learn? Why do I need to learn Spanish? This, like, why? I'm never going to Spain. I'm never going to, like, it wasn't even Mexico or anything. I'm not going to Puerto Rico. I was like, I'm never going to Spain. Right. Like, why do you need to know Spanish? But if if there's so many auditions that my agent was like, Pooh, can you speak Spanish? Like, fully? I was like, uh, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but no. If you, yeah, yeah. Um, because there's times where, you know, I could have passed as Dominican or, or you know, whatever. But there was a few different times where they asked if I can speak Spanish fluently, and I was kind of like, no. You know what I mean? Wow. So that's what I would give my younger self, just to get the base, the basic down. Because it's not the same as you get older and you're like listening to the freaking Spanish stuff on the tape record all the deep dancing in your car. Right. You know what I mean? So, so but yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. That wow. was great. Perfect. <laughs> So, Thank you. guys, I'm sure everybody's following him, but if you're not, you have to follow him uh, on social media at I am Pooch Hall. Uh, he posts on Instagram. Great, on Instagram, he posts great stuff. Is are you the same on Twitter? I am Pooch Hall. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I am underscore Pooch Hall. On I am Twitter. underscore Pooch Hall. He's coming mm-hmm. out in the second episode of Unsolved, which airs first episode tomorrow, February 27th. Check him out. On USA. On, on USA Network. On USA Network, guys. And he's in tons of great movies. If you haven't seen him yet, you've missed out. And for everybody else fangirling right now, we thank you, Pooch, for your time. Yes. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. And thank you so much. Of course. And, uh, much love to you and your family and your thank you you too yes god bless you i'm so happy for you oh thank you and good luck with everything we love you lots thank you girls i appreciate it thanks again for joining us on another episode of the stranded podcast if you felt inspired or moved today make sure to leave a review on itunes you can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com And don't forget that your stranded face is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.